Doubt, confusion, discouragement, fear and pride, they're our internal enemies and they're up to us to defeat. Keith Abrams says, set your goals morning and evening. Parents, instead of thinking about all these famous people, they should have been saying that rather spend time having dinner with their kids. What percentage of effort do you think you need to put in and your partner needs to put in um, to make things work? Today is another impromptu Super Dad Show episode and we are at the Brisbane Convention Centre at Southbank and it has been the Network 21 Move Conference and there were, what, thousand people in the room today? Mm. And uh, I am joined on the, well, we're down the end of the conference uh, centre, we've found somewhere nice and quiet, we've finished for the day. And uh, I have Lanelda Greenwood, who was lovely enough to invite me today and organize a free ticket. Welcome, Lanelda. Hello. And we have Stephen Nazinski. Hello. Who is Lanelda's partner. And uh, we have Nassim Hayat. Hello. And they are involved with this Network 21 company. They use the products. They absolutely love it. What I love about uh, just network marketing is the amount of personal growth and um, personal development and, and free personal development that they have. Uh, this was a paid event, but it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday event with someone who is a world-class speaker, which is Keith Abraham. And just to let everyone know, you can look forward to a podcast episode with Keith Abraham. I bought his book as an opportunity to go up and talk to him and get him to, uh, um, uh, to sign it today. And... I've put him on the spot to join us for a podcast episode in a few weeks' time, so I look forward to that. But what we are doing, we all have our notes out in front of us, and we're going to go through what we learnt today, and I hope that there's going to be some absolute nuggets of gold in there, because it's certainly been um, a very inspiring event with some amazing speakers on stage today. So to kick us off, Lanelda, I can see you've got some very beautifully written notes there. Can you share your biggest take-home uh, messages and, and uh, I guess what you'd love to share with the Super Dads because this is a show for everyday dads becoming extraordinary to their families. I got so much out of it. So I think as we go along, I'll probably think of a few more things. Absolutely. But the first one that comes to mind is um, Keith Abraham did a fantastic story about um, Walt Disney and about his vision for um, creating um, Disneyland and pretty much got the whole thing finished within 12 months, mm. which was phenomenal from when so he bought the land and he needed to recruit a lot of people to make that vision happen. But at the end of his life, they said, okay, is there anything that you regret um, or that you would have liked to have done differently? Mm. His brother was talking to him and he said, I just wished I dreamed bigger. Isn't and that I'm amazing? Wow. Yeah. For someone who is such a visionary of his time, yes. you know, inspired thousands of people, you know, and created what he did to think, mm. okay, well, let's not create a lid on ourselves. Imagine how much more I maybe could have even achieved. That was pretty inspiring to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, look, what I love Keith Abraham said as well is in terms of goals, for example, he said, 
make it happen, 10% expect it to happen, 60% watch it happen, and 27% don't know what's happening. Mm. So I think he was talking about life. That sounds more like life, doesn't it? So many people are just sitting on the sideline, they're waiting for things to happen, you know, they don't know what's happening, they're just going with the flow, but then there's 3% that actually get out and go, this is what I want, this is what's happening. And what he said is a part of that is he said, mm. if you don't have a goal, you'll end up being part of someone else's mm. goal. Mm. And you'll mm. just get end up getting swept through life and 10 years will go past and you think, oh, what did I actually achieve that I wanted to achieve in that last 10 years? Um, which is pretty powerful. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And Stephen, how about yourself, mate? What uh, what did you really get out of today? What that I you... got out of it was, um, well, Forget about forget about the finish. Focus on starting. Mm. That's the main thing. Just focus on starting, mm. so you get a move. The mm. thing is, move, and it doesn't matter if you stuff up. You learn from your mistakes. Mm. So just mm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And look, coming from a personal training background, uh, you know, I've got a few quotes up my sleeve. One of them is, you're lapping everyone who's still sitting on the couch. Mm. The hardest thing is getting out the door. Hardest thing is starting that business. Hardest thing is taking that first step. Um, you know, what is it? We, um, we spend so much time thinking about beginning when we could be so much further ahead in life if we just stop procrastinating. So mm. procrastination is the killer of dreams, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Patty, Dr. Patty Reynolds was talking a bit about the science of that and how the longer you remain in, in action, mm. the more disillusioned and angry you become and the more resentful mm. and the, you know that cycle of inactivity and procrastination. Mm. Um, leads to really disillusionment in your life. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And look, I've got down something else that um, that he shared was that doubt, confusion, discouragement, fear, and pride, they're our internal enemies, and they're up to us to defeat. No one else can cause that, you know? We cause that for ourselves by allowing those people who try to put those doubts in our head to actually succeed. No? Um, yeah, yeah. So, how about you, Nassim? What, um, what can you share with us from your notes today? Um, from what Keith said earlier, how often do we actually take the time out to work out what we want for ourselves? Mm. So, the 25 questions that he posed to us and how we can build our dreams. Because mm. people don't even know. They stop thinking about what they actually want out of their yeah, lives. Yeah and we never take the time out to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and look, it all tied together so well. Um, Patty was also saying that a life without purpose causes aimlessness, aimlessness causes boredom, boredom causes resentfulness, and resentfulness causes anger. And he even went on to say that anger causes defeat, and that's why so many people end up suicidal and in such a depressive state. So. That was, that was very interesting for him to unpack that kind of process of basically just saying, we need to live with purpose. We need to live our passions, you know? We need to really allow ourselves to come alive and get out of our own way and make it happen, hey? Mm. Yeah. So we spend yeah. so much of our time doing the things we have mm. to do. Um, they're also saying it's also really, yes. time, really important to spend some, mm. some of that time 
doing things that you are passionate about that mm. brings energy back into your life. Mm. And one of the things that um, uh, that Keith talked about as well is the six emotions of achievement. So he talked about first there's the person who is lost and you know they don't know what they want or even what they've got. And then he talked about there's the frustrated person and they really they they don't know what they don't want. Or hang on, the, uh, the frustrated. They know what they don't want. <laughs> um, and then there was the confused, which was they don't know how to get it. And then there was the unclear that they don't have a plan. And then there is the unsatisfied. They have everything, but they're simply not fulfilled. And then there's the certain and they know how to get it. They know what they want and they're going after it. So obviously, you know, one of my goals in life is obviously to have more dads that come alive and they, they, they're on a mission, you know, to be the best parent to their kids, to fulfill their dreams, to live with passion, to really come alive because it's by setting that example of doing that and stepping up in their own life that they empower their kids to do the same and really become world changers, hey? Yep. Yeah. Keith absolutely um, said said that, and he just said that kids look to your example, not by what you say. Mm. So they're not going to listen to what you say, but they're watching what you do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And look, one thing I will do as a separate podcast as, as well, and obviously I said that we'll have Keith on the podcast, um, but I really want to talk, you know, parenting and relationship and his journey and how he manages to have done so much travel and public speaking over 25 years and managed to keep together his family life. I'd, I'd love to unpack that for our listeners, but he has 25 questions to create your list of 100 lifetime goals. And one of the things he said, which I wrote down here, um, is, let's see, the real power lies in getting to that 100 goals because all those self-defeating thoughts and limiting beliefs have dissipated as you start to get to the bottom of the barrel where all those dreams you suppressed live. Mm. Isn't that cool? Because. He even shared um, when he first did this thing at a, um, I think it was 17 to 24, 25 year olds he went, um, you know, for work away into the bush and they sent them away to come up with their 100 goals and he got to six and then his seventh one was finished this list. <laughs> so what he really has said today, which I, which I truly believe because it was very difficult to start writing down a hundred goals, it's a, it's, yeah, a big task. it's a big task, but imagine just how many of those goals and dreams we have inside us that we've forgotten about, you know? And I think what he really teaches you to do is to design your life. Mm. Don't let life just happen to yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. You know, don't just think it, ink it, and like the difference between actually writing it down is so yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I had the idea of putting together a, a course or a, or a process, a, a structure, um, you know, for parents goal setting for their kids and, you know, coaching your kids to dream big from an early age. And I asked the question, you know, how old do my kids need to be to start their list of lifetime dreams? I think if I asked my six-year-old, she would say, 
I'd love to go to Disneyland. Yeah. I'd love to meet Taylor Swift. Mm. I'd love to mm. be a singer. You know, they've already got those dreams. Mm. It's just bringing them out mm. in them at an early age and saying, why not? Yeah. I think kids are actually often a lot better dreamers than what we mm. are as adults and I think we've got so many dreams in us mm. and then when we get out there into the workforce and, and Keith was saying this as mm. well mm. at the beginning of his talk, we get the life kicked out of us through yeah. disappointments, through people saying we can't achieve things or oh you're silly for wanting to do that mm. and it's often mm. the people that are the biggest mm. ones to criticise are the ones that aren't doing anything. Mm. So don't be despondent if you've got someone who doesn't believe you can achieve something. It's often just because they... You need a person who's a coach who can help you do it, who's done it themselves. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And look, another thing that was said that I wrote down is when you start talking about your dreams and aspirations, somebody somewhere will know someone or something to help you make it happen, you know? And, and it's just so important. And when we do talk about and write down all of our dreams and goals and aspirations, it really does bring life to them. It gives them power, doesn't it? It gets them out of your head. And it makes yeah. it real when you tell someone else as well. Mm. You got someone else to keep you accountable or they might know someone that can help you achieve that and be a running buddy. Absolutely, absolutely. Another phenomenal little piece of gold that I wrote down was starve the distractions and feed the focus. Yes. And you know, for, for me, the thing that came to mind was to stop giving thoughts to lusting over other women and start giving time to connecting deeper with your wife or to, um, I don't know, what are some other ways that people can starve distractions and feed the focus? What are some examples of that, do you think? One of the things I decided to do a while ago was to not have a television. I know it sounds extreme, mm. but the amount of time, if you look at the amount of time that most people spend watching TV, it's probably at least 7 to 14 hours a week. Mm. When you add that over, over a year or five years, mm. that's years of your life that you're never, ever going to get back. Yeah. And it, I think that really dis can disintegrate mm. the family unit. Because everyone's off on their own devices on their TV or some someone's on a tablet and they're not communicating with each other and connecting with each other as a family yeah. and they become disjointed. So maybe even having one or two nights a week where, okay, there's no TV, there's no mobile devices, mm. you're having family time. Yeah. So yeah. in making it, like actually creating that. Mm. So it might, you don't necessarily have to go cold turkey, mm. but and that's one of the things that I did. And I don't even miss it anymore. Mm. Um, and I'm just so much more productive without that distraction. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I actually uh, read something just last night that was saying television is such an inspiring thing for me because whenever someone's watching TV, I take myself in the other room and read a book. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I don't think in five or ten years' time, if you think about mm. what you want in five or ten years' time, you're not going to remember that one hour of TV you watched. Mm. But the, the books that you're reading will help you become a different person or you won't mm. regret the time spending with the people that you yeah. love on your deathbed. You're not going to be like, oh, right. I wish I'd watch that TV show. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And look, in terms of you know helping our, our kids to dream and everything, but, but also becoming a more focused dad, um, I wrote down about asking our kids 
what they want, you know? What do your kids want? It's not what do they want now for dinner or, you know, what do they, what do they want to do after school or what do they want to do on the weekend, but literally that, that big life thing, you know? What do they want? And, um, and they might even say something like, I want you to spend more time with me instead of at work. You know, and that might be the kick up the bum that, that people need to start that entrepreneurial business to give them more time at home, uh, you know, or to, to move away from that nine to five or extra weekends and, and everything like that, you know, um, and show up as a more present dad. Um, and also, what does your wife want, you know? Um, and, you know, do you want to give it to them? What do you want to give to them? Do you want to fulfill those things that they come up with? How can you do that? You know, and does that fit in with your life plan for yourself that, you know, you get to take your kids to Disneyland because that's something that they want? How are you going to make that happen? You know? Um, yeah. It's really interesting. They did a study of children recently asking them what they wanted more of from their parents and mm. they actually said they wanted parents that were less stressed. Mm -hmm. So that stress, whether it be financial or time mm. stress, kids pick up on that. Yep. They're not silly at all. Mm. And even though it might not have been outwardly expressed, they pick up on things. Mm. Yeah. Can you imagine the amount of emotion these parents showed when there was this video where they asked the parents, if you could have dinner with anyone, who would it be? And the parents came up with all of these famous people. And then they asked the same question of their kids. And the kids said, I'm a dad. Oh, that's <laughs> beautiful. Isn't it? Isn't it? Um, yeah. yeah. So, oh, look, so many fantastic notes here. Who's got something else to share? <laughs> I'm not let the how you're saying how the parents were talking about because I saw that and, mm. I, and what shot what got me thinking was the parents instead of thinking about all these famous people they should have been saying they'd rather spend time having dinner with their kids yeah mm. yeah absolutely absolutely yeah um, I, mm. I really loved uh, Angie Summers was one of the other speakers and she said, it doesn't matter where you come from, only what you have inside you. So mm. I think we've all had disappointments, we've all had frustrations. You might have come from a very hard background. I came from a family, a broken family, like mm. my parents had divorced by the time I was three. Um, but, you know, rather than looking behind at all your problems and things that you failed at in the past, mm. that's not going to do you any good with where you want to go. Mm. Like, I think it's just important to learn, okay, well, I learned from that mistake. I don't really want to make that one again. Yeah. But what do I want moving mm. forward, not dwelling and getting stuck there? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I wrote down another another little nugget of gold here. It's only an opportunity if you've got a plan. Mm. You know? Um, yeah. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. Such a cool thing to unpack. Mm. Um, so another nugget I got was taking action builds confidence. Um, otherwise, you become paralysed and then the fear takes over. Mm. So whether it just be, you know, if you want to get fitter, it's just, okay, yeah, as I'm sure Jared's already talked about, it's just the small things mm. every day. There's small little habits of, okay, what am I going to do differently to show up differently? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And look, I've, I've got... Um, Oh God, so, so many cool notes here. Um, one of the things that, that um, uh, Keith said as well is if you don't know what you want, 
you deserve what you've got. And I think people are just so stuck in this um, mindset of lack, lack of money, lack of time, lack of energy. How? How do we improve those things, you know? It's not by walking around telling people, oh, I've got no energy or, you know, oh, I'm so overweight and, and everything. What are we doing about it, mm. you know? I think writing 100 lifetime goals is probably a, a good motivator for starters because if you want to go to Machu Picchu and you want to get to it in the first yeah. place, you've got to have the energy and the fitness to be able to do that. <laughs> Even if you like playing with your kids, you know, mm. um, that might be what your kids want. They just want you to be able to run around and play with them. And if you haven't got any energy or you're feeling like you're not mm. your best self or you put on a bit of weight, it's you know, a bit hard to, to maybe fulfill some of those things. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Um, the other thing I liked about what Angie Summers said is this, um, is that your story isn't told yet. Um you've got so much more left in you and things that you're going to achieve in the future. Don't let um, a lot of people live in the past mm -hmm. as well, like they recall successes or failures from 15 or 20 years ago and they're still talking about it now. Mm -hmm. You know, is that you've got so much of your story left to write and by yeah. going through this process of designing your life, writing down the things that you want, mm -hmm. um, you're going to create such a different future for not only for yourself but your kids and, and your family and the people you mm. come into contact with every day. Yeah, definitely. And I, I spoke before, I'm just looking at some more of these notes about the lost, the frustrated and the and the confused and um and for the lost it was people stop making decisions because they're afraid of making the wrong decisions again or the wrong decision again um, you know the frustrated when you when you ask someone what they want they say I don't know if, if they say I don't know to you um, he said he asks them what don't you want and a lot of people are better at telling you what they don't want but then from that as a coach you can say well okay well the opposite of what you don't want is <laughs> what you do want. So, you know, that really helps them to work it out by, by coming at it from that angle. Um, and then for the confused, um, you know, they need a manifesto, they need a legacy, they need to bring to the table their why. You know, what do they need to achieve a different result to what they've got now? Well, that was very cool. Very cool. Having a higher purpose, and that might be you know, something that you want to achieve to help other people. Often it's not, the emotional things often don't come from material things. Mm. They come from having a, a bigger purpose in your life, like mm. the people that you might want to help or the things that you want to do. Um, coming from a single parent, like a household my whole life and mm. having my mum raise me. Um, in, you know, for you, you might be a single dad, I'm not sure. But I just wanted to then give back, you know, later on life because my mum had sacrificed so mm. much for me. So that mm. was something that really emotionally drove me to a lot harder than what I would of to achieve something for myself. Yeah. So for you it might be, okay, if it was something for yourself to go on a trip, you might not work as hard, but to take your kids to Disneyland, it's like, and you 
how are you going to feel achieving that? You're going to feel amazing. Mm. And how are your kids going to feel? So it's, it's focusing on that emotion to help keep you going when you're feeling down. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I've got two things I'd, I'd love, uh, you know, you, you're buying on. I've got down here, number one, what runs in the leader walks in the team. Yes. What does that mean to you, Steve? Uh, well, it's like... When you see like these, um, okay, a king, for instance, and a king is telling his troops, or well, he's staying in the castle, and he's telling his troops to go fight the battle, mm-hmm. but he's sitting there in his castle, lapping up the, you know, the living the dream, and they're all dying for him. It's well, would a soldier go fight the battle when the king is out in the front line? That's how I see it. So. Mm. You got to be there with your people, and you got to be there. So it's important for us to be a living example, yeah. you know, and not a talking example. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You got to walk the talk. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. How about you, Nassim? What does that mean to you? For me, it hit on the idea of association. Who mm. you associate with? That's if you've one. got people that you mix with that are high achievers, mm. high goals, uh, maintain their goals, and mm. you spend time with them, you're going to have that motivation as well. Mm. But if you associate with people that are just like yeah, just doing life and going through life as it is, mm. you're not going to be motivated to do yeah. anything. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and hmm? yeah. Oh, I was just gonna, Please. I thought I was. I was going to say, do twice as much as what you would expect anyone else to do. I think that's the best way to set the right example. Like, don't get frustrated with the people around you for not doing what you think they should be doing. Mm. Just set the example and do more than what you would expect them to do. Because mm. it's the eighty twenty rule. If you want to be part of the twenty percent, mm. you've got to do got to do the work to rise to the top mm. and then you're going to get the results. Mm. Helen Elder, when we were on our way back from lunch, mm. we were talking about relationships. Yes. Do you remember the percentage thing? Can you share that with our listeners? Yes, yes. So I got, um, I was part of a very interesting conversation. It was a relationship expert and she was talking about, um, and she needed a lot of, lots of couples counselling and, you know, um, with people that were having a few difficulties whether if in relationships or marriages and and she asked an interesting question she said okay what percentage of effort do you think you need to put in and your partner needs to put in um, to make things work so there's a lot of people yelling out answers which is speaking oh I need to put in 50% and then someone else said no no 60 40 you know if I'm willing to put in a little bit more than the other person you know that shows that I'm taking responsibility and so the conversation sort of went on and then eventually she said well if you really uh, want to take full responsibility, you need to take 100% responsibility. Mm. And that um, that example, you know, then hopefully your other, your partner or your spouse will, will also want to put in 100% as well. Mm. But you can't control what anyone else does. You've just got to know what you want to do and what you want to put in, and then you're not going to get frustrated with them. And what you'll often find is, is that them seeing you put in the extra effort, they're going to want to match you. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, Adrian Hanks, our counsellor, I shared with you a question that he asked us on the Superdad Program podcast, which was, um, what would it be like to be in relationship or, or to be married to yourself? What would it be like to be married to yourself? 
And I think to unpack that, that's kind of kind of going to want to step, want you. That's going to want to make you to step. Ah, oh, out. Let's try this again. That's going to make you want to step up and be that 100% or give that 100%, isn't it? Absolutely. Because you don't really want less than 100% from your partner, do you? Exactly right. We accept it, but... <laughs> yeah. It's not ideal, is it? Yeah, I think it's a really... I think sometimes we can get so focused on what the other person's not doing is that we forget to focus on all the things that they do do. Mm. And all the the yeah. yeah. Definitely. And Nassim, what does it mean to you to... Fall in love with the uncomfortable and inconvenient. To get out of your comfort zone. Just be so relaxed. Distractions. I'm like that when I get home. I will think of a hundred distractions mm. and get involved with all of that rather than focus on what I'm supposed to do and what will drive me to reach my goals. Mm. 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 Yeah, so you've, you've, you've said that's what happens for you. How do you combat that? A lot of positive input, a lot of listening to audio, positive association again, mm. and goal setting. Mm. Keith Abrams says, set your goals morning and evening. Mm. Write them every morning and every, and it's Skip Ross, I think, that says, read them every morning mm. and every night, every morning and every night. Mm. Look at them all the time mm. because we forget, we mm. get distracted. Mm. Mm. It is very interesting. Whatever you, I'm an, an avid dreamer, like mm -hmm. I'll dream really vividly. And whatever oh, yeah. is the last thing to go my, through my mind before I go to sleep, I'll dream about. So your subconscious is so, so powerful. So if you're mm -hmm. reading your goals before you go to bed, mm. you know, that just is going to help you so much with staying focused as well. Mm. Mm. And I love, actually Nassim shared this one with me as one of the things that she does to stay focused is staying in your car to complete what you need to complete before you go home. Yeah. It's like I said, I know my downfall is when I get home. Mm. So stay in my car, can't get out of my car until I do what I have to do. So have you got kids yourself? Yeah, I've got three girls. So your three yeah. girls are like, where's mum? Oh, she's in her car. <laughs> she's in the driveway again. <laughs> you often yeah. say work, don't you? Yes. In the yeah. car or yeah. find a quiet yeah. spot. Just not at home. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah. Well, hey, if you've got three girls, I know what I'm like. I can't get much done at home either. <laughs> Yeah. I've, got a, I've got a friend who's a, who's a dad of two, of, mm. of a two and a half year old and a one year old, mm. and he often, like a few times a week, he'll actually go into the office early, like an hour and a half before anyone else gets there, mm. just to do the stuff for himself in his um, business without any distractions. Yep. So without having, mm. obviously that's in partnership with working with his wife's schedule as mm. well, mm. but he just says that un, uninterrupted time to stay. Um, yeah focused yep. really really helps him well there's a lot of books along the lines of you know own your morning own the first hour of your day don't give it away to someone else don't start by checking facebook and emails and and everything like that and you know i i know for myself you know um if, if you can have that opportunity in the morning to start with some exercise and some stretching and some meditation and reading something that's going to be uplifting for you and improve your life it's so much better than, mm -hmm. you know, giving your power away yeah, to someone else yeah. or something that doesn't improve you. Yeah. Yeah. 
and I remember Darren, um, Darren Hardy talking mm. about that just recently on a podcast. Mm. And he's just saying that people market to you for their goals. Mm. Don't wake up and check your email and be distracted by all of theirs. Think about what are your priorities first. Yeah. Otherwise, you just become a part of someone else's mm. goal and all that noise and distraction. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Anyone else got some got some more notes they'd love to share? Something. I love the 25 questions, so that's our homework for tonight is to answer those 25 questions mm-hmm. and then so there might be what are four countries that you'd like to visit or what are four things you'd like to build or what are four things you'd like to do for other people. And when you ask yourself 25 questions and you've got to come up with four things for each, it's pretty easy to come easy, up with 100. Easy, isn't it? Yeah. Very. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. as I said, I'm going to do a, a whole podcast episode just on that because it's mm. absolute gold. You know, and, and it does. It makes it so much easier. What are some other goals that you had down? Um, um, four hobbies you would like to pursue. Um, four things you would like to do for your community. Four sporting events you would love to attend. Um, four things you would like to design. Four concerts you would like to attend. Four family experiences you would like to provide. Um, yeah, so much cool stuff there. Absolutely. The other thing I really loved, I've just read this in my notes again, Mm. is you're never going to feel 100% comfortable, 100% ready to take action. You're going to feel uncomfortable, Mm. but you've just kind of got to do it anyway. And you've got to do things before you're ready Mm. um, to just to keep taking action because until you get through that initial phase, Mm. like we heard from a fantastic speaker today, she said that, you know, she used to have to call, like she'd call people like business. I mean, every business often has to call people Mm. and she would just break into a cold, you know, sweat every time she had to do that. But she knew that even though she felt uncomfortable, she just pushed through that and now it's not like six months out of track, it's not an issue anymore. Yeah. You've just kind of got to get through that uncomfortable phase to get outside your company yeah. to get that result. Absolutely. And look, I look at this mission that I'm on with the Super Dads to, you know, encourage, support, inspire dads worldwide to become the best version of themselves. It's because of my internal drive to become my best self, you know. And, um, you know, this isn't a job, it's not a career, you know, I'm not making a lot of money out of this, but it's a crusade that I'm on. And, um, you know, I'm I'm learning to, to step up and, and preach what I practice, practice what I preach. And, you know, one of the last things I wrote down here, and I've already sort of shared it in a in a um, uh, post to the public super dads page is I'd love to do a webinar where I share what I've got. And if you ask people what I've got, it's, it's enthusiasm and drive. Um, certainly have that. Don't have a million dollars in the bank yet, you know. But, um, you know, what I want to share on the, um, on the webinar um, and, and give to others is um, I really feel that the world needs more dads who are on a mission to teach their kids to dream big, to live with passion, to step up as leaders in their community, to be great parents, to change our world for the better. You know, it starts with us starts with us as parents as as um you know people in our community that help to inspire you know the the kids around us as well um yeah all right on that note geez thank you so much so so much so we have steven nazinski we have nazim hyatt and we have lanelda greenwood and uh this has been a great little podcast episode i'm so glad that you joined us 
join me for thank it. Thank you. Well, thank, thank you for you. having us. And thank you for coming on. What a fantastic day. All right. We'll see you on the next episode of the Super Dad Show. Whether you're a dad or not, if you've been listening to the Super Dad Show and you love what you've been hearing, please support us. Go to www.patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, slash superdads online, S-U-P-E-R-D-A-D-S-O-N-L-I-N-E. And there are so many opportunities for you to give and get support for yourself. Next episode is with Dr. George Blair West, a psychiatrist, medical doctor, and relationship counselor with over 25 years' experience. Stay tuned.